Hi, and welcome to episode number 63 of Basha's Thoughts. So today I came across something that's called effective altruism. It appears to be a movement where people are dedicated to searching for the answer to a question, and the question is, how can I do the most good? But as I've seen it, it appears that this question is often asked with what may appear to be a corollary. How can I do the most good given the limited set of resources, time, and such? And uh, today I've been thinking about that. And it, it appears to me that this apparent corollary is a way of... Uh, shooting oneself in the foot before embarking on a journey. I wonder, I ask myself if that presupposition does not actually make it much more difficult to find an answer that may be helpful. So, inspired by effective altruism, a lot of different thoughts have been popping up in my mind, and... Uh, if you're interested, I'd like to share them with you. It's a lot of apparently different ideas that my intuition tells me are all tied together, so I'm kind of excited to see if I can tie them together in my mind. The thoughts have to do with ideas such as greed, desire, wanting, manipulation, power, and... Uh, addiction, personal gain, they have to do with a lot of different things. So, let's see where we get to. Actually, my intuition already tells me where we're going to get to. I can already sense the answer that comes up for me to the question, how can we do the most good? But before I jump into that intuitive answer, let's see if I can trace out a more logical pathway to understanding and thinking about it. So one proposition I heard was that in order to practice effective altruism, we should aim to end all greed, at least human greed. And then I also heard the proposition that, well, some greed may actually be good for us in the sense that it may actually fuel our desire to find the answer to this question and actually practice effective altruism. So what is greed? Well, greed is a desire for wanting of more. Often that more is tied to power. Even if we may desire more status, greater status, higher status, effectively that is something that will lead to us having greater power. We may want more money, but that's only a way of opening up for greater optionality. Being able to act in a more powerful way. Things 
make it possible for us to do more of the things we want whenever we want. And so it all often ties back to the idea of power. Now, power is interesting because power is not exactly the same as, say, energy. See, power is tied to time because you could see it as energy per unit of time. So you could see it as our ability to impact do right now. If you say something, one person might influence millions with just one sentence. Another person who might not have as much power in that sense might have to speak for hours, days, or even a whole lifetime and not even reach a thousand people. So power is tied to time and it's per unit of time. So how can I influence my life in a powerful way? And it makes me wonder, well, if you see yourself as limited in time, then your desire for power is more interesting because the shorter your perceived span of existence is, the more power it is interesting to have, the more energy you want per unit time. You don't want to have infinite energy but over infinite time. You want to be able to do something with it now. You want to act now. And so your perception of time will actually influence this. Greed is also tied to two other things that immediately come up for me and one of them is that it's a wanting. But then you ask yourself, why? Why do you want? And then also, for whom do you want? Well, usually the answer is for me. I want for me. Maybe I will expand me to my group, my family, friends, or some other group. So there is a wanting and then there is a for whom. So the question is, the wanting, why do you want? And often in our world, we want because we don't have it. We don't perceive that we have it, and so we want it. So wanting is often, for us, based on a sense of lack. Wanting from lack. And this also ties into these ideas that we have uh, circulating, we've had them for a while now, a few decades, about, they. I think they are new age ideas, probably described as such, uh, around the law of attraction, where the idea is that we're in an attractive universe and there is no repulsion, there is a no, no, uh, a little bit like you might imagine gravity. 
how many people might envision gravity. So mass attracts mass, it does not repel mass. And so based on these ideas that we have in our society right now, the idea is that if you want something, you ought to focus on the feeling of what it is you want and not on the lack of it in order to get it. So if you're focusing on wanting, and very often in these more popular circles it's about physical things, material goods, such as a car, let's say, and if you're wanting a car and you say, oh, I want it so much because I hate walking everywhere and I, uh, I'm i not able to be on time and uh, I can't get anywhere I really want to go and I cannot participate in certain activities because I don't have a car and I really want it. I really, really want it. But in your mind and in your emotions, you're focusing on what you actually are lacking, what you don't have, well then, according to mm, the laws of attraction, that will not be helpful. Instead, you should focus on actually having the car. So when you are wanting it, you should not move from the lack of it Instead, you should focus on the abundance of having it. I want it because I can already feel how much fun it will be to be able to drive off and do all of the fun things that I have always wanted to do. And when you focus in such a manner, then you're focusing in a more expansive way. And so according to these laws of attraction, then you will be more likely to get what you want. Interesting, because uh, greed and wanting does often originate in lack, the idea of lack. I want because I don't have. Lack and time actually go together. If you limit your perception of who you are, what you are, how much time you have, then your desire for something that is powerful will be increased, and your sense of lack will be increased because you identify as something smaller. If you're inclined to identify very much with a particular group of people, say, and this group of people has, let's say it's a commune or a people who own things together and do things together, and you identify with them, and then you feel, wow, such abundance, I have access to all of these things. I can go canoeing whenever I want because we have a canoe and we have all kinds of things then that will feel more abundant to you. If, on the other hand, you're living perhaps in that same community and you feel that you identify with yourself very much and you're mo more focused on what you have, you might feel, well, I'm much more limited. I don't have a canoe. I can sometimes access it, but that's not mine. 
I want to have my own canoe. If you're limiting your identity, then you are also limiting your ability to feel abundance and you're creating a greater sense of lack and you're fertilizing your wanting from lack. If you feel lacking, lackful, well then your wanting and desires will often grow and so your greed will grow. Indeed, imposing limitations on yourself, your ideas of who and what you are, and on the world, those limitations will feed into a sense of lack, a sense of greater greed, wanting, and the smaller you identify as, the more problematic it will actually be for you. Because if you are focusing very narrowly when it comes to your own identity, and narrowly when it comes to time, then your desires will, in the end, not be what would have made you the happiest. This is how we easily fall into the trap of addiction. This is how we fall into the trap of instant gratification. If I can find something that will satisfy me now, little me, some limited version of me, and right now, here we're looking at time again, well then very likely that is not going to be helpful in any larger sense because we're not looking from that perspective and so we're not calculating with the other effects it might have. I'm sure you can think of a dozen of examples like that. If you want the cake right now, well, you will be satisfied in eating it, but then, perhaps in a larger sense, it will lead to problems for you. You might develop diabetes. You might already have diabetes, so a few hours later you might be experiencing problems. And many, many other examples could be thought of where whenever you focus on instant gratification, it leads you into a pattern that in a longer sense of time will be problematic for you. This is how addictions come up. This is how we can become addicted to foods, how we can become addicted to the sound of some phone, maybe the sound of what a like, you're getting a like on Instagram or Facebook. And those patterns, the idea of constantly finding instantly gratifying things take you away from many other pursuits that actually in the end would have felt 
so much better. We know that when people go on uh, dopamine uh, fasts, that their brain activity changes, that anxiety is greatly reduced, that their ability to think things through is increased, their ability to do work, things that they actually want to accomplish, is increased. They are not as fearful. So we know that instant gratification and addiction, which is usually based on it, leads to problems often in the longer run. So the shorter the time frame that we are focused on is, the more difficult it will be for us to find this good that we are asking ourselves how we can do the best. Also, the idea of for whom, do for whom, well, for all, altruism, in a sense, inspires the idea of not doing it for just yourself, but for the good of all. And then the question is a little bit, who am I? See, if altruism is practiced from a sense of lack, again, problems will arise. If it's practiced with this sense of, well, I will give up myself and my actual or my personal needs, and I will instead serve the greater good. But there is a sense of sacrifice. Even though this might in the end lead to this idea of I feel better about myself because I have been able to sacrifice, as long as there is an underlying lack, which there naturally is when we are sacrificing, or giving up something, it will be problematic. But if I identify as something more than just a particular set of personal preferences tied to a particular body, if I truly expand and truly am able to identify as much more, then there is no sacrifice, there is no lack. If I can expand to all, well then this is when this greed can turn into something that uh, some people see as positive, as fueling something positive but then it can probably no longer be really described as greed, because greed is tied to a small I acting from a sense of lack, wanting, desire, following attachment, and wanting something that is more powerful, and that is tied to a shorter time span. And this is the reason why I find 
the idea of adding this presupposition given a limited set of resources to this question, how can I do most good given my limited set of resources, a way of hindering oneself in one's search for doing the most good. What if I were able to act from the infinite as the infinite within the finite world? Would that not allow me to act in a way that enables the most good, so to speak? The more I limit myself in space and time, the more wanting from lack I create, the more lack I create, and the more wanting, desire, attachment, greed I create for power. And uh, my limited sense of time and of myself will create problems for whatever I see as not me, and competition will ensue, and fighting will continue, and uh, I will be outside of the idea of creating the most good. And so, as in most of my episodes of thinking here on the podcast, I seem to be brought back to uh, the idea of our identity. If we can find a way of discovering who we truly are in our essence and able to live from that, act from that, well, then doing the most good will be a natural consequence, a secondary effect of our actions here. They will be from abundance, not from lack. They will be inspired and not motivated. This is the sort of system I'm hoping that we will be transforming or metamorphing into. That was it for today, inspired by effective altruism. I might talk to you in another podcast episode. Take care. Thank you.